Hello, my name is Miller Pike. I'm a producer and creator located in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and you're once again joining me on AP Studio Files. AP Studio Files. If you're joining us for the first time, please check out our previous seasons. And if you're feeling generous, give to our Patreon. I'm excited to introduce to you our final episode of 2023. Zab is a musician and producer raised in St. Paul. They've been creating music for many years, but really came into their own since moving to New York City. And they are focused on collaboration within the arts. Speaking of collaboration, be on the lookout for an AP Zab collab. Welcome to the studio. Hi. Zab. How's it going? <laughs> I'm so happy to be I'm here. I'm so happy to have you here. I feel like you have been on the list for a while. Wow. So I'm really, really grateful to... A, I feel like I've seen you a lot more in the last like six months. Yeah. Have you been out more? Have you just been in the world more? I don't know. Maybe I have. <laughs> That's really exciting. I'm like really a homebody. So it's exciting to hear like verbal confirmation from another person that's like I've seen you out <laughs> I've seen you in the world yeah. <laughs> like even Ryan's seen you out right like yeah. y'all y'all have like yeah. early morning schedules at, at points is Wait, that where true have I run into Ryan before probably at the coffee shop yes oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yes absolutely yeah. he was like uh ran into zap we yeah. both we acknowledged each other and also acknowledged that it was very it was early, early and we were yeah. going to just move on. I like the mutual <laughs> agreement of like, especially on a train in the morning when you're oh. like, hello, no, we're going <laughs> to quietly sit apart. It's nothing, nothing worse than the missed <sighs> etiquette of going Pulling in up. for the approach yep. Yep. when the other person is like so hardcore, not. And yeah. uh, I've like found myself having that done to me and also mm-hmm. being that person oh, yeah. at points. Both ends. Yeah. And neither feel good. No, because you're just like, (sighs) or like meeting at. Honestly, I had an awkward interaction on a bike where, like, me and my friend, like a a coworker, a a friendly good friend coworker. Oh, nice. We like met up the same direction on both on bikes, and it was kind of like I know we're both going to ride the same route here. I'm like, I don't know if I ride next to you and you try and do a bike talk conversation, or like if I ride behind you, or if I just pretend I'm going somewhere, you know. bike etiquette's so weird so i have um you're an avid bike rider which we'll get into more um at some point i don't know for no reason um (laughs) (laughs) but uh i have ridden bikes all of two times in the city and i've been doored once holy shit (laughs) so i was like can i swear on this podcast oh yeah 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 please 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 um please (laughs) that's a please (laughs) that's Um, really those are crazy numbers. Yeah. So you got something special. <laughs> yeah. One, one, one for two. <laughs> I was like, are, I was were like, you okay? Great. Um, I feel so bad because, um, I was totally fine because the woman who opened her door completely blocked my, <laughs> like my impact with her own body. Oh. And yeah, on was purpose. It, it, I mean, she, she was there. She was there. She was there, <gasps> and she was not. Was looking. she okay? She was. She was okay. But it was. It was. <laughs> everyone was like really freaked out for about yeah. fifteen minutes. I so. would be. I'm freaked out now. Yeah, yeah. It was intense. 
What that's my some, nightmare yeah what are you like have you had any close calls i feel like i, I have a no. lot of bike messenger friends yes let's knock i've Anything. been a, i've seen a, a couple of accidents actually sorry um. h, is, h is like what where is the knocking coming <laughs> from sorry <laughs> it's my full i do foley yeah so i was doing foley for the yeah, knocking. It's, no the, the foley was amazing. um thank you uh yeah i saw i saw this woman actually recently i've just like seen a couple of accidents in the past year yeah um i saw a woman got hit by a an uber and she was on a, uh, a, an e-bike and it was right outside of my work. And I ran over and it was so dystopian. I like ran over. She was like, please don't. I'm okay. And she was not okay. Oh, she was like no. crumpled on the ground. And um, I was like, I'm going to call you an ambulance. And right. she was like, do not call me an ambulance. Like I cannot afford it. Yep. And it was just like America. Yeah. It was, it was so dystopian. Yeah. I, I've, I've had, um, uh, my, my dad, uh, before I was born had seizures actually. Oh, um, no. and they got to the point where he, my mom knew how to handle it, knew how to keep him from like hitting his head or anything like that. And they would have to beg people cause they're like young 20 somethings like broke. She, um, I think she was still putting herself through college and it was like, please don't call, please don't yeah, call an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. We can't afford it. It's so yeah. weird. And that was, you know, it's 35 dark. years ago. That's an- you know, some things stay consistent. <laughs> yeah, thank you. American healthcare mm, system. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, well, tell our audience maybe a little bit in your own words who you are. Mm, sure. Um, <laughs> I am Zab. I'm an artist and a person in Brooklyn. And a person. Um, <laughs> I'm from Minnesota, uh, the Twin Cities, St. Paul specifically. Um, and I do a lot of music and I do a lot of, I, I try and do anything that comes my way in music. Yeah. Um, but mostly writing and production and performing and I guess I'm just really just naming all of the possible <laughs> things to do music. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I love music. I do a lot of that. Um, and I don't really do much else. That's great. If I'm being honest. I was for a while I was doing some rock climbing things. Um some survival job kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly that. That's I'm great. I think about like any other information about me. <laughs> That's exciting. Personal interests. I don't know. Um Do you like rock climbing? I, I <laughs> it's always like when you see how the the uh, the sausage is made, it's always like eh. yeah, well, no, the thing is like when I was doing it, I'm very much like a hyper fixation type person ah. so like I, I loved rock climbing yeah. like heart and soul love that um and I did it for like two years I was like the GM of this gym and uh it was great I like was obsessed spent yeah. so much time there and then it was like my first big boy job gotcha and then I realized like I don't know you have like a salary job for the first time and all of a sudden you look up and you're like oh god it's been like nine months yeah and I didn't even realize time was passing and I haven't touched music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't, yeah. I just like realized the like lull of a nine to five, which like wasn't in my specific passion. It was just not, um, it wasn't landing. So I loved it. Um, I don't really do it anymore just cause like I have blinders on whenever I do stuff. So yeah, I definitely feel that. I feel like, um, 
you have to really protect yourself in those situations. And like, <laughs> I've been talking about this a lot because uh, I never get the point of being in a bad mood at work. Like, yeah. What thank you for saying that. that. I like, feel the same way. What is like, okay. Yes. We all have up, up days. Of we all course, have down days. But course. like, I am generally pretty freaking pleasant to be around. Like I can confirm (laughs) every single time I've seen you, I've been like, what a breath of fresh air. There we go. Um, But yeah. And so I just, I, I have that experience sometimes when I'm working with people where I'm like, damn, yeah, you could just not be like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel the same way where it's like, and obviously like there are some jobs that suck. Oh, there yeah. are many jobs that suck. In fact, yeah. most jobs suck yeah. in some capacity. But it's like you are at a certain point, you cross a threshold into like egging it on or like it's self-perpetuating. A hundred percent. So like I like to, I like to have a goofy little silly time goofy whenever silly I can. time and also like not take it too fucking seriously. No, no one is paying you enough to take something seriously unless it's like what you love. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah and even that it's like everything lands the way it's supposed to land yeah. like that's kind of my general yeah. principle and it's kind of always worked out like that so it's I like agree. you know i'm not not then not gonna say that i don't work hard at what i love but like of course damn. yeah no i like to uh be generally pleasant <laughs> same <laughs> it's important same. to I, me i i can agree i can <laughs> confirm you are generally pleasant to be around uh, much more so at times as well thank you um so coming from St. Paul, what is the music scene like there? Because I actually know a couple musicians yeah. from there. It's a really, the Twin Cities has a vibrant music scene. Yeah. It's it's the kind of place that I always, I always used to say like, and I, I think I still believe this, like if I wasn't, if I didn't grow up there, I would love to live in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Just because it's, it's tight knit. It's, um, I think the art scene is very supportive. Um, it's they they care about music and art there in, yeah. a, in a really nice way um i'm trying to think of what the scene is like i haven't been a part of it in a while like w- since i started to be like a full-fledged musician right. like i was doing I've, I've been doing music um since like sixth grade so that's awesome yeah it's been it's been great um but you know it was i was a full child um right so it's like i only know so much about the scene there but it's a lot of like indie stuff um you have like your classic like midwest diy vibe yeah indie diy i'm really bad with like listing genres um (laughs) but um you also have like a lot of just like (laughs) a lot of white rap fuck yeah <laughs> comes out of minnesota as well as like the one th- i'm do you know spooky black yeah no yeah. i know that yeah i was in an english class english class with him what he's like a that's one person that comes to mind but like atmosphere and like dessa i don't know a lot of white rap um comes out of minnesota and also not white rap <laughs> You're um, like, cool, cool 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 uh yeah i don't know i'm not very involved i really like this band bomba de Luz. okay they were really cool. Shout out Bomba Deleuze. The Twin Cities have a long history of diverse and influential music. Prince, Lizzo, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Eagles, the Replacements, and Bob Dylan all have their roots in the area. Despite these big names, most bands from the area remain pretty local and underground. The scene is defined by DIY house shows and small venues with bands playing punk, math rock, alt rock, candy pop, twee pop, and grunge. 
Spooky Black, who now goes by Corbin, first got popular in 2014 when he was in high school posting his music on SoundCloud and YouTube. Bamba De Luz is a band that plays a mixture of jazz, folk, and rock. They started playing together as high schoolers back in 2010, and within their first year, they played multiple festivals and opened for Kimya Dawson. Fun fact, I once sat on Kimya Dawson's couch. So did you move, you moved here to go to school? Yeah, I went yeah. to SUNY Purchase um, yeah. in 2016 and had a, had a jolly old time. Yeah? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I'm always so interested and I've discussed this like several times with artists who went to school for their craft. Yeah. I just, I, mm, <laughs> yeah, like, mm, it's just, I don't know. There's so much to being a working musician that is not taught. Yes. Or yeah. a working creative in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I and felt that can't really be taught. It can't really be taught because you need like a business degree also. Yeah. And, uh, and my marketing degree, (laughs) like every possible. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, there's so much that can't really be conveyed. And even the stuff that can be conveyed isn't really being prioritized. Right. Cause it's a lot of, especially at, I don't know, like purchase was cool. Yeah. It it doesn't have the most updated, like current program, Mm -hmm. at least when I was there. And it's kind of like, the things I learned from it and the things that I got from the school had moderate to little amount to do with the actual curriculum, you know, which I feel like it was just the college experience that I learned from as opposed to like the specific conservatory experience. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like the, just the process of like leaving home and, trying to do music on your own for the first time huge yeah which, and also being in a new city exactly and, yeah. uh, just meeting new people yeah and being i mean being in new york at you went at 18 like fresh out mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. being in new york at 18 i think honestly would have broken me so i, I commend you <laughs> do you think so oh 100 really oh yeah i'd be in rehab what were you like <laughs> who was 18 year old miller i mean for reference i went to school in, in seattle um, a school that is like very much, uh, I guess very con- like similar to Bard, if you know, sure, Bard sure, sure. kids. Okay. So like, like, so like very intimate, like yeah. hyper liberal, uh, hyper liberal in the middle of nowhere. Sure. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Sure, sure, um, sure. I was not, I will w- shelter. Would you say not even shelter? I was, I don't feel or no, like the I school would, in general. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. There were like, Uh, like 1200 people in my graduating (gasps) class it was small Uh, it was small my god yeah okay yeah did you did you like that i did i did but i also um was like very happy to be done yeah you know absolutely yeah how how about you did you graduate in 2020 no i actually i think i wouldn't have i was supposed to graduate in 2020 and i was mad because it's a nice even number right i was looking forward to it but yeah um I, this is going to sound like backdoor bragging, but like, I, I just, I got out in 2019. I graduated in 2019 nice. um, and I would have dropped out if I had to do COVID school. I, I'm just not that kind of, my brother graduated in 2020 and it just looked, I mean, just March hit and like, yeah, bye. Bye. And bye. I think cause I had a lot of friends or some friends who were graduating in 2020. Yeah. We're supposed to. And that would have broken t- me. Yeah, it would. It that would have broken me. Yeah. And they were talking about how there was like, there was no closure to it. Like no. all of a sudden you were in college and like you're having like, 
you know, your momentous senior year. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's just, we're going home for a weekend or for a week or whatever. And then, oh, I'll never see some of these people again. Well, and New York is so international. And yeah. So, yeah. And it was the same. My brother was going to school in Boston and it was so international. It's just like people he's never seen again. Yeah. Yeah. So wild. It's really sad. I had a friend at the gym who like, <clears throat> it was really sweet. She went on a like a, she was going to someone's wedding or something and she was like i'm seeing all of my college friends that i haven't seen since before covid when we were what? and somebody's getting married from that group wow i know people are getting married yeah people are getting we married. were just talking about yeah, this we were. <laughs> it's like it's everywhere yeah it's it's yeah people are getting it's married it's, i know i'm like <laughs> terrifying smells <laughs> like wedding yeah so in terms of the curriculum that you did I don't know. I don't know if you even want to say enjoy, but like in terms of the things that you were able to take from that time period, what do you think is the thing that you is most valuable to you right now? Like it, just Ooh. even in your day to day. I think, well, so the, I think these two things are related. I think the, the thing that I enjoyed most um, and the thing that I miss currently is the like, interpersonal relationships I developed and mm -hmm. specifically interpersonal relationships um, as they relate to like being creative. So yeah. I had um, a masterclass every week, which was one of my favorite things about the course. Um, and you just meet with like a, one of the teachers um, and they would, you would bring in new music every week and you'd show them and you get mm. feedback. And regardless of the feedback that I got, just that process of having a sounding board each week was is like invaluable oh my god having something to work towards yeah. is so so important it's so it's like the only way i get yeah. shit done deadlines. like it's yeah deadlines Do and you have like adhd i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure um yeah I, i'm always curious uh, I, all signs point to yes <laughs> but i also don't want to be TikTok about it you know what right, i mean right, so right, i'm right, like right. i know but we all have autism yeah like yeah it's right like the now, whole right? thing yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I have like, I'm very. Yeah, I need. Yes, the answer is yes. But I just, I, <laughs> I always find that fascinating because of the deadline thing. I think is so like. I need. I need a thing. Yeah, and I think I like, will work within the space given to me. So oh, there's yeah. no space given to. If there's no confined like space uh, given to me, it's. I just will just horizons. Yeah, yeah. Forever, forever. But horizons in a bad way. Yeah, and I I get that. It's so interesting. Like I have friends who really really used the COVID time like i think of um you know carrie blue who runs empire state music and arts festival he's like i know of them i okay, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. i've met them he um he like wrote a whole album in COVID. Oh, he was like yeah. dude i just needed time and yeah. i always think about that when i think about because i did nothing i was oh, like yeah. i think i was i was on such a level of burnout that i sure. just was like Done. gotta chill yeah what was that time for you like during like where where were you at that point i so it was strange it was strange because i graduated yeah. in uh may 2019 okay and then i moved to i like stayed on campus over the summer moved to brooklyn in september um had a job quit that job <laughs> It's awful. Um, <laughs> and uh, that first job out of college is always supposed to be awful, though. Oh my god! Yeah, it was just like. It was and hell. you graduated early, which I did the same thing. Yeah, I yeah. was like, hell yeah! And then I was like, oh I was my like, god! Oh my god! Working for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. that was weird. It was whatever. But it, so you know, first couple months in Brooklyn were 
we're cool. I was like, great. I can't wait to get settled and fully start my experience here uh, in uh, Brooklyn. Um, and then I went to, I had my first um, like trip, solo trip to Malaysia, where my family's from. Um, and I had, I was gone for like two months, fe- uh, like January, February, uh, 2020. Oh, wow. And oh, I, and I, I'd gone back with my family a lot, with my mom right. and my dad sometime. And um it was, but it was my first trip as like a fully cooked adult and it was mm-hmm. really big and exciting and fully cooked. It was, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like, I hadn't been bad. The last time I was there, it was like a decade before. Oh wow. And so it so was seeing family too. Yeah. For the first time yeah. A long time. Oh, long time. Awesome. And so I had this like really, really poignant, um, like deeply profound trip there where, you know, I saw my grandma for the last time and like oh. had, had really sweet moments and like f- fully like, I don't know. Yeah, just like a, I was a fully cooked adult there. It's interesting when you travel to a place um, as like a, a, I don't know, tween or a child. Yeah. And then you go back like 10 years later. Yeah. That's so huge. Your perspective changed so yeah. much. You're so different to them. Like yes. huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was just like it felt so. Yeah, it was it was just highly reflective. And, it, you know, it was like a post-college, like new adult kind of feeling and then i got back and i like while i heard about covid while i was in singapore Mm -hmm. because i have family in singapore too and they had already started like in january they'd started rationing out hand sanitizer and i was like this is so stupid like nothing's gonna i don't know i I remember being like i'm either this is either going to be over in two weeks or it's going to be like the last thing we experience right and i guess it was kind of neither of those which is great yeah or no, it would be nice if it was over in two weeks. But anyway, <laughs> I like heard about this whole thing and then got back. COVID hit and I was in this weird space because I, you know, hadn't, I hadn't had like, or what am I trying to say here? Like I, I, um, you like weren't, didn't have your roots down for like far yeah, enough. Yeah, I hadn't like anchored myself mm-hmm. yet. Um, it, and I quarantined in New York City and that was... I, I'm glad I did that because I feel like yeah. I have a, you know, you have a unique relationship to it now. Um, yeah. But uh, no one can ever take that time. Yeah. Away from us. <laughs> just like I, I strong so this stoned bitch. all the time. Just like, <laughs> just being like, I don't know what else I can do. I was like, it's five o'clock. Crack. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't know. It was honest. I had a lot of, I was very, very like privileged and lucky to have a lot of beautiful times in yeah. quarantine. Um, but Those I walks, was, man. Yeah. Some yeah. hot walks. Some hot walks. And I was right by a park. I was in Crown oh. Heights. It was so beautiful. Oh, Crown Heights is beautiful. I love Crown Heights. Yeah. Um, That's a great area. Yeah. Really, really beautiful. But I didn't have like, it was the first time I was alone in my music making mm. in a long time. Because, you know, I had just come out of college. I had right. a band. Oh. I dated the drummer. <gasps> I broke up with the drummer. Oh, my gosh. Like a month before we went to Malaysia. Um, Good for you. <laughs> thank you thank you he was a great drummer <laughs> he was is he dead no he's still no, he's still a great drummer i'm sure actually i can't vouch for his drumming now could have gone downhill could've, but i doubt it let's let's just say he went downhill yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. all about this yeah, yeah you're like fuck this drummer <laughs> um but so i don't know i was just i was like alone in music making and i I really leaned into production and that was really integral for me. And I I made a whole um, EP on my own and it was definitely 
verging on obsessive unhealthy at some points. Ooh, love um, it. Yeah, but that's kind of how I, that's, I'm not really a moderation type person. Yeah. So that's just kind of how I do stuff. Um, But it was, it was really like so much growth happening in in my relationship to music that I, I didn't register was happening. What differentiated your music making then to your music making before besides isolation? I just, I didn't really, it was all like in the box what I was doing in COVID. Um, so like I was just on my little computer. Right. Using my little focus, right. And like <laughs> singing into my little microphone. Yep. Um, and I had never really done that before. Um, for some reason I thought I just, couldn't oh. i was like that's just not for me like i just hmm. i don't know I, I had this like aversion to it for was, to production for some reason okay so the the production side wasn't for you yeah which well, is so funny because that's like how kind of how we i know you which now. that's which is so i I'm, I'm having this thing now where it's like for the longest time for like from like sixth grade till the end of college yeah. i was like a very singer songwritery like at the time girl with like you know i was like a brunette singer songwriter which feels like a very specific brand you know oh yeah it's like i love guitar i love open mics like that was a bitch can (laughs) sing Uh, Uh, and still can thank you thank you yeah in their singer songwriter days zab performed under the name gabby z they played music that fell somewhere between r&b and funk drawing inspiration from bands like lake street dive Being isolated and quarantined spurred their shift to what they play today. They had to be fully self-reliant and had to produce the music themselves to hear how it sounded, which was a big shift in their approach to making music. They were also listening to new music by folks like Eliza, Tierra Wack, and Amalu. Then I like went into hiding through the pandemic and then mm-hmm. came out and I, f- and I like had this weird dissonance where I was like, I do different things now. And I forget that no one knows me mm. as a musician. Like, cause I, I was working at the gym. Um, I picked that up in like September, 2020 or no, like, I don't know later on. I, I was just at the gym a lot. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so like, I don't know, you go to music school and everyone knows you kind of do music. Right. And then, you just start your life in a new place and all of a sudden people don't know you for anything. And so like I started, I don't know. I think I'm just describing like a very basic adult moment. No, but like, but, so were you finding it difficult to like compartmentalize what parts of yourself you were showing to people or? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it was, I had this moment of like, real like people didn't know i did different things Mm -hmm. and like people only would know me for one thing right and i maybe this is like egotistical to say but like i'm good (laughs) at like multiple different things and (laughs) they're good at multiple things um people would uh like i'd be like oh like let me like play guitar for you on this thing and they'd be like "Mm, maybe not like because but and I, I would get angry. I'd be like, why? Why does no one like want me to do this thing for them? No and one's then, recognizing. No one's it. recognizing. And then I'd be like, oh, they don't know. Like, just, right. I, no one's told them. Like, yeah. I have to. So I kind of like learned to advocate for like the different things I do. Um, yeah. 
I just went on a tangent. I don't really know no, what the I, question was. No, I think was. that that's... Uh, well, I was kind of asking, like, what differentiated your music making? And it sounds like you really became separate... Well, se- separate as a musical entity on its own. Someone who can create and produce and, and, yeah, and yeah. make work without self-sufficient yeah yeah self-sufficient musician there we go yeah very yeah and and that's super cool i mean i think that's so empowering and also like i feel like i had similar things during covid where we were where i was like oh this is what i like to do yeah you're like maybe i should like fucking do it did you have that with like what what was your like come to moment? Um, so before the pandemic, well, I mean, even in school. So I went to school for acting and directing. What? Yeah, I did not know. Yeah, this. I, well, it's because when I moved, well, when I moved here, and then more fully, like right before the pandemic, I made the decision to not be an actor anymore. I was wow. around a lot of people who had not made it. And who hard group to be around? It's it's difficult where yeah. someone like yeah, it, there's you know, and I and I empathize with that because it is being an actor sucks sucks. It is yeah one of the worst professions. You are asked to be emotionally vulnerable and yet be rejected constantly. Yeah, and so I made a decision to like stop acting, mm. and then was asked to do a role. Oh oh oh. <laughs> um it was uh it was a show oh i'm gonna even i'm gonna space on all the details because um but it was it was a really great theater company called egg and spoon i still super support them they're awesome Mm. and we were a week into rehearsals when covid (gasps) happened and i was like well that's the (laughs) that's it that's thank you that was my time and that was like exactly that was my five minutes thank you and um and when i was like in COVID, i was like i never want to do that again and i want that to be seen as like a decision yeah that is not there's this like thing about acting and also like to extent some all musical or uh all artistic yeah careers um like giving up that you're giving up or that you're losing yeah and and that's so like negative towards yourself yeah to not allow yourself to change it was not fulfilling mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. i didn't enjoy being around the the people that i was uh like auditioning with and yeah. um kind of just the career auditioners it was um and no you know no hate to them but like it just was not for me and like your Texas just came out there for a second. I loved that. That was really exciting. No hate to no them. No hate to them. Bless uh, their bless hearts. Bless their hearts. Exactly. Um, but, you know, and, and I think that that was, and I was like, I, my place within creativity is making space for other people. And that's yeah. what I like doing. And I was You're noticing. so fucking good at it. Oh, well, I was noticing like even on your, you know, we were, I, some of the things that I kind of asked before the interview about like, career goals and creative goals I'm actually going to read something Um, you said I want to cultivate a community of creatives that I admire and care for my overreaching goal has always been to collaborate with as many people that inspire me as possible and I love that I've same Um, I mean different different modes but like very very similar similar goal and I was thinking a lot about um, how have those like collaborative um creative 
journeys been for you because uh, i mean sure, i i know sure. i know about one of them that i you know like love gotta be my favorite one um, <laughs> genuinely um for those listening uh zab and park angel uh collaborated on a fucking hit <laughs> um called city bike yeah. um which is so fun and um i just i love you too so <laughs> i'm happy so happy to see i mean you, we y'all met together. because of you we met right Right here in this right very here. room. The, the scene of the crime. The scene of the crime. Um, yeah, you guys were on the same bill. Yeah. Yeah, that was sick. It was such... I remember like... I mean, to I guess to answer your question. Sorry, you'll have to like... I'm like a herd of cats. You have to <laughs> no, really like it. set me it. straight. Um, <laughs> uh, I... Kind of going back to what I was saying of like this back and forth between like... Through COVID, I found out I could be like really self-sufficient. Right. And then it was also, you know, I feel like so much of creating is this like oscillating back and forth between different sides of yourself. But like, I, I was doing that for a couple of years and then I was like, I don't know why something's not fulfilling right now. Like something's mm. not hitting and it's, I missed like creating with other people. Yeah. Um, and I, I love having that energy. Um, and so the past year for me has really been about like prioritizing my relationships yeah collaborations my yeah. relationships um well like i said you've been out i've seen you yeah <laughs> thanks that's really exciting to hear um yeah i uh for example with park i just like i met park i don't really know we do different things but i i was just immediately drawn to his vibe i was like oh, energy his, immaculate infectious yeah in fact i was like a sweetie pie a sweetie pie and like so so sincere and so um settled in himself without mm -hmm. being like he is such like um he has creative vision yeah more than yeah. anyone i think i've met recently just like really overflowing with ideas yeah. um but i met him and i was like i remember texting my like producer friend i was like i just saw some perform i don't really know what to do do about it but like i need to do something about it um <laughs> and we exchanged information we had a like a i had a studio in bushwick um for about a year while i was still working at the gym it was like right by the gym um oh yeah i love that spot shout out metro rock bushwick 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 um my hub studios yeah kind of a wild place kind of the wild west um but i i had i was subletting a space um so i had him come over and i remember being like hmm like it wasn't, it wasn't flowing right away. Yeah. And I was feeling kind of disappointed. I was like, damn, I don't know what that, maybe I was wrong. Like maybe like I, maybe there's not like a creative dynamic here. Yeah. Maybe we could be friends, but it's yeah. Not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are friends, but it's not, but anything it's not anything bigger. bigger. It's nothing like <laughs> life changing. Um, but yeah, so I, I had him over and I was like, okay, like I feel like I'm just going to set this down for right now. Um, and we didn't really see each other until I was working on this song and I, I had worked on it with a friend, um, who's, I love being creative with, um, mm -hmm. F cat Frankie. Uh, I knew him from college we were producing this song and Frankie had a verse on it and, um, his, ver I, I wasn't vibing with the verse. Like something about the song was dragging to me and I, I couldn't mm -hmm. really put a name on it. Um, and I was thinking about over the summer, I was like, I need to, I need to put music out. And so I was going through this, like the most completed things I had on my hard drive. Right. And I pulled up the song and I was like, I don't know. It, I had an open verse on it. I was like, I don't really know what to do with this. And 
for some reason I just thought of Park and I sent it over his way and the next day he sent me something and I was like come to the studio right now <laughs> and it was like per- it was perfect we didn't change a thing we literally oh wrote God. most of it that like in that day Ugh. and I, I was just like, like that and I I loved the I was so reinvigorated yeah and like nothing that drastic had changed it, I was just like it breathed new life into the song it made me excited to do music and like to collaborate and He's just like, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about him. Just like yeah. the dream collaborator. Cause he was so down to do promo to do like, he made a fucking website. Ah, he made, he what made, a G he's working on the music video still. We haven't dropped it because I, I need it. we, uh, <laughs> it's not really cool to drop an on-time music video. <laughs> it's best make a, make them wait. In terms of business, it's best to do it three to seven months after you oh, drop the song. Perfect, perfect, um, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you released a uh, city. The song is called City Bike. Mm-hmm. For people listening, we'll have it linked. Um, uh, and it's uh, it's been out since the summer. Yeah, uh, since August. Yeah, because you had that big show. Yeah, that yeah. was another fun collaborative thing that you did. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was so sick. Thank you. I really, I loved doing that. I really love like curating music spaces um, yeah. with people. Um, I used to do that a lot in college, and that was the first big time I had done that um, since college, and it felt really good. I just, I like making, because I don't know, I'm not. I like socializing, but I'm not like a party person. So I like yeah. creating spaces that are the kind of events that I would go to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you're like, um, I'd like this. I, yeah, it's like, I would like this a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's literally me at every apartment party. I'm like, oh, I just threw a show with like a bunch of people I wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the trick though. It's like, just do the thing you want to do. Literally. Cause like that's okay. So uh, for reference, uh, Sophie Hunter played our last apartment party and uh, she played your event event over mm-hmm. the summer mm-hmm. and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna have you like hi Scoop. hi my name is miller yeah, i would yeah. like to have i you. saw it in your eyes i, I was like you were like i'm taking her <laughs> yeah, i was like I she's coming it. with I me i'm so glad i'm so glad she, she sounded great it. yeah she killed both of them but that yeah. was her first ever live Isn't show nuts crazy so talented she's done like three shows yeah and one of them's yours and one of them's mine <laughs> hey. hell yeah high five <laughs> uh, yeah but i just like love yeah i, I feel like you have the same like, yeah that's like your through line of like just bringing creative people together yeah i mean i think it's so important i mean i think we can only like join hands and go up from here yeah that's a beautiful image like just, just come on yeah <laughs> aliens take us now yeah no um, i feel like there's nothing i there's not a better feeling than like being in this the right room with the right people and no like, share like reveling in creativity yeah it's it's everything i want to do do you feel like you're uh, coming into being a New Yorker? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it took me longer than I anticipated to feel like this was home in a sense. Yeah. Like it, the first couple of years, I think we're, you know, strange because, well, you know, I, I went to college first and then I, I moved to Brooklyn. And so I, I kind of count it from Brooklyn on. Um, right. But it was immediately COVID. Um, right. And so I had this very like insular relationship to New York mm-hmm. and it, um, it kind of awakened back with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really did. Like, uh, I, I am forever indebted to the climbing gym, not to bring it up again. I feel like I'm talking about that a lot. <laughs> okay. um, it sounds weird, but like it was my entire, it was my first like social landscape after college and like after the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I just met so many great people and once I started like 
finding my footing there. It like <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. Um, once I started finding my footholds, um, I, I really like, it gave me like the confidence to turn back to music, I think in a way. And mm-hmm. once I started like getting the ball rolling with music again, it felt, it was just, I realized like what my like mode of connection was with people. And it's not like, I'm just not, I'm not like a bar person. I'm not like a, a party person, but like, I, I love to create relationships through music and through art. And yeah. so I don't know. That was when, when you were, cause I know you said you traveled some to Tokyo in your sophomore year of yeah, college. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you also were on American Idol. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you have some of these, like, big kind of, I don't know, formative music-based life moments. Yeah. Um, for, for a better word. Um, uh, how, how do you think you, like, how did you connect to those at that time? Obviously, like, 15 is so young. Yeah also yeah, so little so little and so then like I, sophomore in college that's still that's 19 that's still really baby yeah in yeah. a lot of ways i guess it is yeah i mean i feel like that's still you're still really like especially creatively like really raw at night yeah yeah I, no absolutely it was i mean I, I think honestly i had similar experiences with both in terms of, well not specifically <laughs> but um <laughs> i had like similar uh emotions toward it like I'm very much um this isn't going to be a very like cinematic response or like a very romantic response about this but like when I have like a big thing to do I kind of just barrel on through yeah and I I yeah I just kind of like dive my head like I just I'll have like nerves I'll have like conflicted feelings I'll have a lot of thoughts and I just kind of keep on pushing through and I find that it's uh yeah like those those like bigger experiences are a, like a, a little surreal mm-hmm. and a little intimidating and I I prefer not to think about it in the moment too much yeah you know? I feel like there's a lot of times where like if I'm like prepping for a big show or something like that I yeah there's nothing until the end of that yeah and i i I like that i like it too i like it too and then i'm like kind of deflate afterwards yeah and that like that to me is i'm probably like promoting burnout (laughs) i'm like just go i do it until i can't feel anything (laughs) (laughs) my emotions are completely dead (laughs) i am a vacant hollow being but i think for like I like it because it puts my anxiety to good use. You yeah. know, like I, I'm like a very anxious person. Hyper-focused. Hyper-focused, very ah! anxious. Ah! And like, I like having a place to put my anxiety. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I guess that sounds kind of dark, but like I, it feels nice mostly. No, I think it's, I think it's like, okay. So for me, I'm like, I'm an ultra, ultra like planner. So for me, it's like, if I can sit down and just knock every single thing off my to-do mm-hmm. list, I am just going to like, I'm going to feel so good. Oh, what a rush. So what a rush. I know. Just not almost sexual in nature. You're just like, I'm going to check this off. Fuck, so I just, hard. I'm going to check the last thing yeah. off my to-do list. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I a hundred percent agree. So, so 
but uh, what about those experiences like especially tokyo because whoa cool amazing yeah, so, nuts. Travel. so nuts yeah it sounds like you've done a lot of travel that's awesome yeah i've been very lucky my my mom you know growing up in malaysia she and like coming here when she was going to college um it's it's always been very important to her to like yeah. have me have uh like a global perspective of sorts amen that yeah yeah and so she's always been able to prioritize that um so i've been very lucky to to do that i I love traveling i really do i really like and i i just recently discovered like solo travel has felt really nice too um like i i went on a couple work trips the past year and it yeah i i just i like being in a new space and like Mm -hmm. figuring out what that brings out in me what i like connect with with other people and yeah yeah i agree i think it's it it's important to probably to your own creativity too to like see i mean new york's amazing you could do something different every night but of course i don't getting (laughs) (laughs) but people can don't take advantage i don't take advantage of that Mm -mm. not this one (laughs) not this one i love it um yeah because you're your parents are Chinese Malay and Swiss Dutch. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of identities. Lots of mixes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, and they're still in the twin cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I just saw them like two days ago. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. And I guess I kind of wanted to hear just a little bit about kind of what you're excited about a little bit about like, what you're feeling good about what's oh tickling God. your your creative brain tickling right now. my little nuts um, um sorry uh <laughs> no i love I, it i love it <laughs> um so much i just tracked drums last night Ooh, okay i saw something on your story i was like drums, drums. drums um i'm doing an ep i'm like merging my relationship to music pre-pandemic and like post-pandemic Ooh. um so like doing more production doing more live stuff trying to figure out what that looks like that's always been like a point of dissonance for me so i'm mm-hmm. excited to take that head on um do you have a band like does zab have a band or are you just i'd like to in pitch get hitters? there uh, yeah i i um i have some people that i have been really enjoying working with um mm-hmm. lucas Sass. i don't actually don't know how to say his last name it kind of looks like sour um he's lucas, a uh... so i think it's european uh he he was doing he was on double duty last night playing bass for me and also engineering the session oh Um, sick it was great i loved it he's he's a really talented guy um and a friend of mine zeb who i met through another friend um he was playing drums and it sounded amazing that's awesome amazing um and i really like having a consistent band um i really like having that trust is nice yeah yeah it's it's such a good feeling um and i like having other creative input i'm a bit of a control freak so like i like having the last say too but (laughs) what's your sign am i gonna make you guess no okay are you a leo okay (laughs) i knew it it. okay i'm a leo (laughs) oh great okay yeah yeah i love i love to hear people's opinions and then also my opinion (laughs) again at the end yeah of course i'm a i'll i'll hear it all and then take what i want exactly (laughs) leo supremacy i love a leo um i love an evolved leo an evolved yes i, I don't want to talk to anybody in their shit <laughs> no, no, no. i'm like none of us no 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 <laughs> get it figured out love yourself yeah. love yourself and then love other people yeah exactly um i i 
so relate to that though. Like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to be aware of it. Like I know. And I'm an only child as well. Ooh, so double like, whammy. I got a some Leo double duty. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I have a Libra rising. Mm. So I like to be diplomatic as well okay. on the surface. I'm a Virgo rising. So I feel like I that, see that is like Absolutely. where the organization yeah. Yeah. comes in. I'm like, <laughs> checklist um yeah uh so i actually kind of was it's so funny this leads perfectly into my next question because i was gonna ask you produce mm-hmm. you create you produce for other people at points as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when do you ever find that that like producer brain gets in the way of your creative yeah. creativity okay yeah, could you speak to that oh my god yeah <laughs> uh, at any point in time yes um I actually, there was a, so Mitski, the, the artist and like genius, uh, she was in my program, not while I was there, but in like 2020, 2013 or Mm -hmm. something, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and she, but she spoke, um, for when I was there, she came in and spoke and she was talking about how she was like the best advice I can give to you or something to paraphrase is like don't edit while you're writing right don't like do one thing at a time Mm -hmm. and allow yourself to like have your ugly messy creativity and then put on your editor hat and like break that down and then go back and like switch back and forth like put on the different hats um and that's something i struggle with a lot because i want to do everything amazing perfectly the first time yeah all at once that's Um, that's yeah i i i relate Mitski released her first album, Lush, in 2012 while studying at SUNY Purchase. She was interviewed in The Line of Best Fit a few years later. She talked about being an outsider as an Asian American in the DIY music scene and how that has affected her editing process. She said, You gain a very objective perspective of your own emotions. Not everyone will be entertained by what you're thinking. You kind of gain a sort of cynicism that you need when you're editing your music, and you understand that not everyone cares about your feelings. Not everyone will have patience for five minutes, six minutes stream of consciousness songs. When I'm writing, I'm not editing. The lyrics themselves are unedited or raw feelings. It's just the way I put them together. The editing is more in terms of composition and song structure. Fun fact, Mitski was my top rated artist this year on Spotify. Yeah. And like, especially when you have the creative vision, you're like, I want to get there immediately. And when it doesn't fall, when it falls short, like, mm-hmm. cause you're just cooking. Yeah. Um, you're it, layering. You're layer. Exactly. It's like, yeah. sh- like underpainting or whatever mm-hmm. and painting. <laughs> yeah. Very you know, similar. I know uh, painting. I, I don't, but I think <laughs> underpainting is important or something with the shadows. What they've said. Yeah. What they've said. Um, anyhow, yeah, it's it's hard for me to switch back and forth, especially in the past year. I've done a lot of intake in mm. terms of I like to think about like uh, uploading, downloading. Erica yeah. Badu has a thing about that. How like Dallas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has a th- she had an interview and she was like, "You don't have writer's block. You are in a downloading period. You're not outputting things right now. You're just inputting." Um, so I like to that like gives that. me a lot of solace. Yeah. Um, but I've been like growing a lot as like an audio engineer, as a producer, as a songwriter, as like a lot this year. And so I've at the beginning of the year I was feeling really frustrated because I was like, "Why am I not out? Like I'm not making the world's greatest song every other day." <laughs> and that's horrible (laughs) but i was just learning other shit and i couldn't put that much in so i think just like 
granting Mm -hmm. myself like patience and slack yeah is has been i think we all need that from ourselves in probably every aspect of our lives (laughs) certainly (laughs) certainly i would yeah i i think something that was really easy like not easy i don't know why i said that but something that was really like good for me during the pandemic is like ego she's gone 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 Gone. no it's great it's great and i can like walk into the situations where like we were saying like people being mad at work and i'm like not about me yeah (laughs) oh my god that's not about me that's i'm not worried about that that's i don't not that i don't care about people's well-beings but it's like damn i can i'm sorry you're having a bad day yeah i can just kind of walk away and that's really nice and i think creatively letting go of ego is like such an important thing oh my god yeah it's it's like the the uh north star and like (laughs) making genuine sincere art Mm -hmm. i feel like you just gotta like constantly because you can't be thinking about what people are think what people are saying or like or how it's gonna go over you just have to like put it out yeah or you Um, you can but i guarantee like i make my worst songs when i'm trying to like make a song to prove something Just like the, the, I make the my worst, worst songs music. when I'm making a song. When I'm making a song, I make the worst things ever. <laughs> like when I'm being creative. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be in my special soft artsy place. Mm. So important. Um, so important. Well, tell us what we what we're, we we should, well, what well, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> She's tell, having a stroke. Tell the people what we should be looking out for for I guess 2024 because this will come out next Yoinks. month. Yoinks. Yo- um yeah music i'm putting music out i'm gonna play music i'm gonna put this ep out whenever it comes out hopefully end of spring early summer um at least a single perfect god willing amen and uh what else we got i'm just i I guess you're gonna see me out yeah you're gonna catch me out also there i i hear there are like maybe whispers of a zab ap collaboration at some point which (laughs) we need to speak god yeah wait we need to turn these mics off (laughs) (laughs) sign the nda yeah yeah Um. (laughs) Yeah, i I mean like i the high of like doing that event my like release show was everything i needed it was sick you had such a great turnout everyone was just wonderful i was like everyone every single person i talked to um i remember so specifically because i talked to um mac oh my god i was like are you friends with i was i did i like came with like one person Uh and we were you know just sort of doing our thing bopping and i was like are you friends with zab and mac was like yes and i was like oh mac mac i'm miller mac miller and oh the next day i ran into them on the train platform and i was like mac miller (laughs) we were like in the city we were like by the natural history museum and i was like i love this shit and i and i and i loved it because i had forgotten to get max um contact information contact information oh. we did the ig thing like on the on the platform i was like fuck yeah okay man. i will say mac is a genuine witch so like that makes a lot of sense Ooh, that she just that. like she just that kind of shit just be happening around her i love that she I just love shows that. up yeah she's sweetie pie um but yeah just such a good good group of people so i'm excited to hear that you're like committed to doing more of that committed to releasing God, yeah. music um super excited to see this um ep yeah me too and me the too. music video for city bike yeah. is gonna be so sick hopefully before this full ep yeah. <laughs> we'll see i'm we'll excited see. it's gonna be awesome um well it's uh i have one more question to ask you and it's kind of our thesis for um this 
season. Um, so I ask it of all the all the members uh, okay. or all the interviewees. I'll um, be a member. Yeah, be okay. a member. Um, so what do you see as the biggest changes that need to happen in New York City creatively? And what are you excited to see in New York City? Oh, my God. Ooh. Just specifically here. Specifically in New York City. Um, I think it's kind of exactly what we've been talking about. Just right. like I want to see constant collaborations with people. I want to see putting ego down. I want to see sharing. Mm-hmm. I just met this person. Benet, shout out Benet. Benet. He's fucking dope. And he is so like generous with his creative energy and his like connections and like the things he knows about the music industry. And like it's just it was so refreshing to meet somebody who was just like, I want to share like the things I know with you. No gas or no gatekeeping. No, no, no gas keeping. Either. No, no gas keeping at all. No keeping of anything. <laughs> no. And like, and I've met like, like my producer friend Eben is like that too. Just like people yeah. who are, it's almost like suspicious. You're like, what do you, what do you mean? You're just going to tell me this information. <laughs> and like, what do you want from me? And they're like, I want you to benefit. <laughs> like, oh. You're like, great. Thanks. Um, I needed that. Yeah. But like more of that, like, I just want, um, I want, I, I want creativity to be like free flowing. Yeah. I want to see some, I want to see some nice outdoor events. Yes. I want to be on a rooftop. I want there to be a guitar. I want there to be food. Yes. Amen. That's kind of it. All those things. All those things. Yeah. Dogs. I want there to be dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I want there to be dogs and one people. small horse and one small yeah. horse. I said it on a roof. Impressive. Not a lot of people are brave enough to say that. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> I love it. No, I agree. I agree. We gotta, we gotta be looking for those ladders up, and we gotta be holding the ladder back. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Um, well, it has been amazing speaking with you. Thank you so much for being here, and thanks um, for having me. Yay. This has been lovely. It's been great. All right, AP, AP. <laughs> <laughs> AP Studio Files can be found on all streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at AP Studio BK. Stay tuned for our upcoming parties of 2024. AP Studio Files is hosted by Miller Pike with technical production and research by H. Conley, photography by Tucker W. Mitchell, mini episode co-host Artie Kapishki, and music by Fab the Duo. AP Studio Files.